This is a Power 98.7 podcast. Now we're talking. Subscribe to Power 98.7 podcasts in iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. There's more on power987.co.za. Political desk. Yes, indeed, it is that time of the week again when we reflect on the major political stories that are doing the rounds, the big one over the last weekend. Um, whilst the ANC's celebration of its 112th anniversary, and uh, it took place with a big event uh, staged at the Mbombela um, Stadium. All right, I'm a commentator this morning, a political analyst and acting executive director at the Ravonia Circle, also known as Lou Power, Lukanamkuni. Happy New Year! Good morning. Very happy New Year to you, Titi, my brother, and a happy New Year to the people of Power who are tuned in right now. It's good to have you with us. Uh, um, all right, let's just get uh, your thoughts first. Reflections, of course. Um, the first thing to say about this uh, this uh, event over the weekend in Mombela would always was always going to be a look at the kind of turnout because well whether we think it's uh, frivolous or not optics matter in this game. Well, today yes, I mean um, you don't go to um, you know an event of this nature and then uh, knowing the kind of political pressure you are under as an organization to demonstrate scale and that people are still very much in love with your organization mm. and, of course, uh, with the pressure of the EFF having filled up FNB Stadium for mm. its 10th anniversary. All eyes were definitely looking at at least execution. And true to form, I mean, the ANC came out very strongly. But, I mean, it's important uh, to note that the ANC was also uh, lucky in many ways that uh, this January 8 uh, celebration fell in Pumalanga because they do that on a rotational basis. Mm. Uh, Pumalanga is one of the few remaining uh, very, uh, you know, strong ANC uh, strongholds. Mm. And I think that for me, actually, what's going to be very interesting is the manifesto launch plan for Moses Mabida. Um, uh, because, you know, that is a province where the ANC is uh, fairly weakening uh, its hold uh, over the province. So here they were on a safe ground. Uh, the people of Mpumalanga came out, and of course, people from other provinces came through. But uh, I think really uh, it was important for them to be in a province where distances are not too long and fast. They can be able to mobilize in a concentrated way. And I think they, they did well. They did well to, 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 to execute that, of course. Uh, but if, if that means anything um, about the election itself that's upcoming, I think that is a bit uh, too uh, premature to determine. Indeed. Uh, I mean, what about the message, of course, uh, from the the message from the president himself? Uh, Spend a lot of time really just um, reflecting on the last 30 years of ANC rule, highlighting their successes, which I guess was to be expected. No, of course, Titi. I mean, um, even last year, the development of this uh, good story to tell uh, has been emerging as what will be the anchoring message uh, of the ANC, at, at least in uh, these elections, when we reflect at South Africa. To I mean, expand a bit on his message, uh, that uh, what has become problematic, I think, for the president <clears throat> uh, over the last 
uh, 3 to 4 uh, January 8th, is that there's so much happening in the side shows uh, by way of some of the top mm. six now, top seven officials, that by the time you reach interested more in the contradictory messages and, you know, the, uh, you know, other unnecessary messages that create sideshows, whether it's by the Secretary General and then the chairperson coming out to sort of correct the Secretary General and so on. So I think the ill discipline of the top six, top seven, actually, to remain on script and not speak off the cuff. I mean, by the time you got uh, to the actual Gen 8 event, people were more interested about you know, the ANC's admission mm. as to whether, you know, in Canada there were fire pools or swimming pools and admissions <laughs> about corruption and so on. So that creates a side show that then distracts from the message. But, I mean, even the message of the president, though, <clears throat> was, was quite interesting because uh, it really, uh, you know, focused a lot on uh, government and the successes in government. I mean, uh, president talking about, you know, people who have been educated under this dispensation and become various uh, types of professionals uh, policies to expand access to certain things. I mean, he thanked the people. What I actually found was quite interesting in that speech was oh my goodness. electricity for South Africa. And then he moved on from that point after eating his Nitulele Zikpovo and uh, he moved on without touching on the problems that actually the people of Pumalanga are facing with the questions around the just energy transition, mm. not, you know, allaying their fears, taking them along. It almost like felt like a deceitful moment mm. uh, of reflection on policy and actually what is on the policy agenda. And I think that we're going to see a lot of that. There's going to be a lot of sifting um, of uh, and curating of what parts are this good story to tell. Yeah. So when you talk about people having access to water and quoting the figures, uh, or when you talk about, I mean, he spent some time talking about how many uh, people were employed in 1994 when uh, they took over government and versus now over 16 million people uh, being in employment. But I mean, not touching on that uh, in relationship with population expansion, uh, in relationship with overtime job losses. And I mean, uh, something that a person like Dr. Padile Hutza has uh, demonstrated quite significantly over time to say, you know, young people um, over time have actually lost, um, you know, where, 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 where employment opportunities concerned. But I think, Titi, I mean, there is a bit of learning that is happening. There had been a lot of focus within the ANC on employment of young people. Mm. Uh, you would have seen even some government departments, you know, imploring the employment of people who are 35 and younger. <clears throat> And the president really talking to the fact that they need okay. to mm. think of people who are 35 and older. And that's because they've been getting a lot of backlash in society from that cohort of people that is significantly unemployed and yet doesn't qualify for some state social security. Let me, okay, you're speaking of issues and things that they were avoided, skillful, the elephants in a room that were skillfully avoided by the president in his address. He did take a veiled swipe at former leaders, um, you know, who is saying I intent on destroying the ANC from within without naming names. How do you, what did you think of the way he handled the issue of uh, uh, Jacob Zuma's new MK party and all of that? And how, 
how much of it a, a threat do you believe that they see it as? I mean, the way they've handled it thus far. Well, look, Titi, this I think is a is a huge. Uh, well, first of all, I think it was a huge surprise for them in how former President Zuma crafted it, which was, uh, I will remain within the ANC, mm. but I am going to support the MK party for 2024 elections. And then I think uh, as things develop, he then becomes quite an actively involved member of MK party. Now, for all intents and purposes, uh, he's in breach of uh, his oath and uh, membership oath of the ANC and his commitment to the ANC and its constitution. What I think the top seven are still trying to game out is what would be the cost of uh, dismissing uh, former President Zuma as a member of the ANC. However, um, just from observation and anecdotal stories, in actual fact, mm. I was uh, in, a, in a huge base of the ANC over the weekend in the Eastern Cape, and some prominent local ANC leaders uh, said to me, you know, um, they don't understand why the leadership is not acting on former president mm. because he's decampaigning the party and they are not going to be able to justify mm. uh, uh, some of the things that are happening in the party um, uh, if they go on door-to-door campaigns and they feel quite disheartened and so on. So I think while the leadership might be making a global uh, you know, consideration in terms of uh, would it uh, make okay. sure, uh, would it lead to an exodus of you know, membership if they mm. expelled former President Zuma. But they think, I think they must also consider the morale of their own members yes. and how they feel. And so it's not an easy one, Titi, but I think um, it has not been handled decisively. Everything that we have had uh, from different top seven officials, mm. uh, whether it's the national chairperson, Kweremandasha, saying, no, that's just a distraction. It's not something to focus on. I don't think it's a distraction to have somebody inside your house uh, literally bringing it down yeah. uh, from within. Uh, and, and, and then you say, no, it's a distraction when we can see that uh, they are moving brick by brick with each and every day that you do not uh, get rid of them from your house. Absolutely. And finally, Lukona, um, how much credit do you think the ANC will be able to bank as a result of uh, um, the the approach to the ICJ last week and uh, you know the way that, uh, that garnered a lot of uh, credit, I think, from international community? How much uh, of that will the ANC be able to run with? Now look, I mean, uh, they will be able to run with that. Um, fortunately, on, I mean, fortunately, oh, no. constituencies that really care oh. about the Israel-Palestine matter, but I don't think that for the vast majority of South African voters, um, that is an issue that is top of mind. Yes. But what it helped the ANC, though, in the last week, was to filter out uh, opposition parties because the opposition parties, most of them, are caught up in a warped, uh, you know, support of Israel. And therefore, they were on the back foot. And if the ANC can manage to keep this as one of its wedge issues at its arsenal, Mm. they will then be able to have uh, moments where they drive a narrative. But you see, this is why you can't trust these op- these opposition parties because they support the state of Israel, which is oppressing mm. the people of Palestine. Mm. From that level, um, it's a it's an important tactic because there are very few things in the domestic front that the ANC can drive uh, to drown out opposition parties and delegitimize uh, their their voices and their positions. 
Luko Namkuni, political analyst and acting executive director at the Ravonia Circle. As always, thank you so much for chatting to us. You take care, bro. Thank you so much, Titi, and uh, further happy 2024. And to you too. There you go. Then Luko Namkuni uh, on the line. Our political desk this Monday morning. You've been listening to a Power 98.7 podcast. For more podcasts, visit power987.co.za or subscribe wherever you get your podcasts.